anxiety and worry is a major challenge many of us contend with. In this message, we share biblical practices that help us overcome worry and anxiety. We can walk in perfect peace that comes from God himself. Last couple of Sundays, last two Sundays, we've spent talking about overcoming fear. And uh, we're going to continue uh, in that same way. And today we're going to talk about overcoming anxiety. Um, and uh, basically talk about um, uh, scriptural or Bible truths that will help us overcome um, these negative emotions, these challenges that all of us face uh, in our mind. Um, I want to just share a testimony that came and several people, you know, responded saying they were really encouraged through the, uh, through the messages that came in the last two Sundays. And here's a testimony that came in by email. Uh, this person wrote, he said, just a short note that I have traveled to many places by flight about 10 years ago. Well, a couple of years back, this fear of enclosed spaces gripped me and it was quite paralyzing. I used to check my heartbeat and it used to race like a car if I'm in enclosed spaces. It gripped me so much that I could not board or, uh, uh, an overcrowded bus nor a train. It reached a point where I would dread flying in an airplane. Recently, a few of my friends decided to travel to a country to meet our college friend based there. From then on, I started getting scared and had sleepless nights just thinking of this situation. I came to church on Sunday, the 2nd February, and I had to travel on the 7th of February. During the worship, I was still frightened and I was sweating quite badly because of this fear. When the sermon spoke about overcoming fear, I was totally speechless. Considering what I was going through, I listened and I took notes and kept practicing the verses. Pastor specifically mentioned about flights and I was truly happy about it. <laughs> the main test was when I had to board the plane. It was still quite difficult on that day. I took my Bible and the notes and started claiming these verses. Suddenly, I felt very relieved and relaxed. I reached the destination and also reached home a very relieved person. I truly want to thank God for what he's done in my life. Amen. Amen. It's wonderful. Thank God. You know, a person has been relieved of all of his fears. Uh, you know, for some of us, we may not be able to relate to this. It's like, oh, how can you be afraid? But for those who are having a certain kind of fear, it can be a big thing. And thank God he delivers us from all our fears. Amen. Whatever it is, he delivers us. He's our deliverer. As we talk about anxiety this morning, I uh, just want to begin by reminding us of uh, two passages of scripture which we've been repeating uh, in this series of messages. So let's just read them out together. First John chapter 5 verses 1 and 4. Let's read them out. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ. Let me hear you is born of God. Verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. So you are born of God because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are born of God. And the Bible says that we overcome the world by faith. So let's make this declaration together. Let's boldly say this. I am born of God. Let's go together. I am born of God and I overcome this world. And all that is in it, I overcome by faith. Another verse we've been looking at is 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Let's read it out together, please. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who was in you is greater than he who is in the world. So that's a powerful truth. And we need to affirm this. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So let's say this out boldly together. Jesus who is in me is greater than anything or any power that I face in this world. 
out. Affirm that. Declare that. Jesus who is in you. Whatever situation you enter into, you declare, Jesus who is in you is greater. Amen? Now, talking about anxiety and just by our way of introduction, you know, uh, anxiety is an emotion which all of us face. Uh, none of us are ex exempt from that, you know, on a, it's a normal part of our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, it's uh, expressed by feelings of uh, worry uh, or uh, apprehension, uh, sometimes nervousness, uneasiness. All of us face that uh, to uh, uh, some measure. You know, if, you're, if you've got an exam the next day, uh, you know, you're wondering, I mean, am I really prepared? Uh, what kind of questions are they going to ask? Or if you've got an interview, I hope like I hope the interview is in a good mood. <laughs> if he's in a bad mood, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, those, that, that little bit of apprehension, the little bit of uh, anxiety is normal for all of us uh, in anticipation of, uh, you know, what's coming up, what's coming our way. Uh, sometimes there are things that happen that we don't have any control over. Uh, now, this kind of anxiety, of course, is temporary uh, and it is manageable. It's not overpowering. It's something we all handle. It's occasional. It's momentary. Uh, you feel nervous in your stomach, but it's, it's just for that uh, event or for that moment. Now, when, when this feeling, when this emotion of worry, of um, anxiety becomes overpowering, it becomes excessive, too much to handle, or it becomes prolonged, that means it's gripped you uh, beyond uh, this normal momentary uh, uh, kind of thing that we spoke about, then that's when we'd say, okay, somebody has a disorder. This is not normal. It's beyond normal. We call it anxiety disorder. Uh, it's characterized by excessive or even prolonged feelings of uh, worry, uh, nervousness, fear, apprehension, uh, and it actually disrupts our daily activity. So that is a serious problem. Uh, that is something uh, many of us have struggled or maybe are struggling with it. And so our, our goal is to find out what does the Bible have to say. You know, as far as statistics go, there are about 10 million cases. I mean, people actually reach out for help in India every year. 10 million people with this, what we call this anxiety disorder. And of course, this affects our lives in, in so many ways. We could have what is, you know, commonly referred to as panic attacks. Uh, we could, um, it affects our behavior. Uh, we get irritable, we get restless, we lose sleep. Uh, sometimes it goes off into uh, some serious insomnia. Uh, our, our bodies are affected. You know, there's feelings of fatigue. We start sweating, palpitating, trembling, uh, excessive uh, feelings of this. Sometimes it affects even our concentration. You can't concentrate at work. Um, they're always distracted. Their mind is wandering and so on. So it really impairs our lives in, in, in serious ways. Now... Of course, uh, there is help available, uh, either in the form of counseling or in the form of uh, doctors and medicines, and uh, that help is available. Uh, but today, what we want to do is to talk about biblical uh, uh, guidelines or biblical practices that will help us overcome anxiety. Now, before we proceed, I do want to make an important note here that uh, while we are talking and sharing uh, biblical truths, we are not against getting professional help. So we want to make that very clear. For some of us, we may need to get professional help, and we encourage that. Please, uh, if you have to meet with a counselor or with a professional uh, as a doctor, do that. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, we just combine what we learn spiritually along with some practical help. Uh, our goal is we need to overcome. Our goal is to we need to live healthy lives uh, in this area. So. Uh, there is nothing wrong in getting professional help. And also, if you're already getting professional help, don't leave after the service saying, I heard everything from pastor, so I'm not going to go back to my uh, you know, professional help. No, don't do that. You know, let you take these things that you're going to learn today from the Word of God, apply it into your life, 
And let whoever you are meeting professionally tell you, hey, you're in good health, don't come back. Is that okay? Right? Rather than you deciding not to go back. Let them see the change and let them tell you, you don't need to come back to me. Amen? So take these things that we are going to learn today from the word of God. Apply it into your life and let the fruit become evident. God's word will produce. Amen? Let's say that God's word will produce. I believe that the word of God is powerful. It's anointed. As we allow God's word to work in our hearts and lives, it will deliver us. God will do his work and then others can see it and they can, you know, say that you're perfectly fine. So as we begin to talk about overcoming anxiety, uh, let's begin by talking about what is available to us as believers. You see, the Bible makes it so clear that God makes perfect peace available to us. Perfect peace. Think about that. Right? God says, our God, our God, the Bible says, our God is Jehovah Shalom. The God who gives us peace. Now think about it. You and I as believers, we have our God who is Jehovah Shalom. The God who gives peace perfect peace we have access to this we he's making it available to you and me in the middle of every situation any situation that you and I might face uh, we're going to see a lot of scriptures I ho hope you love the bible you brought your bible just hold it up say I love my bible I love God's word amen so we are going to look at a lot of scriptures and we make no apologies for it you know some people like to preach with one verse for 45 minutes. I like to preach with 45 verses for one minute. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, God's word is very important. So we, we are going to look at a lot of scripture. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Let's read it please. You will keep him. Let me hear you. In perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. But let's just look at that perfect peace part. We'll come back to this verse a few times this, this morning. The Bible says that God can keep us in perfect peace. Think about that. In the Hebrew there, it's shalom, shalom. Uh, it's used twice. You will keep him in shalom, shalom. In a place of perfect, continual, constant peace. So God will keep you. In that place. Can you imagine we have this available to us? That you and I can live in a place of constant, continual, uh, uh, perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace. And that's our objective. How can you and I live in that kind of a place? In perfect peace. In, in constant, continual Peace. And look at the promises that Jesus made to us. And these are familiar verses, but it's good to remind ourselves about it. John 14, verse 27. Let's read it out loud. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's saying, look, I'm giving you peace. My peace. This is not something the world has to offer. You can't find it anywhere in the world. I'm giving you my peace. Right? But he says, you have a responsibility. Don't let your heart be troubled. Or the Amplified Bible says, stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and covertly and unsettled. That's your part. That's our part. We got to keep that out. Receive his peace. Keep worry, anxiety. Keep it out. And we're going to learn how to do that. In John 16 and verse 33, as Jesus continues in that uh, sermon, he says this. Let's read it together. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He says, look, in the world you are going to have tribulation. You're going to have these tumultuous times. You're going to have all these turbulence, all these things happening. But in me, you will have peace. 
in me, you can have peace. You know, and that's the kind of life you and I should be living as believers. And people come to us and say, hey, I know the storms are raging around you, but how come you're walking in peace? And that's when we can say, Jesus, he said, in me, you can have peace. That's such a great testimony to what our God can do for us. In me, you can have peace. In the world, you're going to have troubles, you're going to have problems, but we can live in that place of perfect peace. So God's perfect peace is, is available to us. And so we must learn, learn to live in perfect peace, even in the middle of the perfect storm. You, know, you can have whatever is happening, happens, but you can be in perfect peace. How do we do that? What are scriptural uh, instructions to do that? Now, just to help us understand, you know, uh, a little bit about worry, and um, this might be obvious, but we just need to uh, make mention of this. You know, when, when, when anxiety and worry uh, dominates our lives, two things we must be aware of. One, worry produces nothing good. You can sit, worry all day. What's the end of it? Nothing. Hasn't produced anything. Hasn't accomplished anything. It produces nothing good. You know, let's read what Jesus told us in Matthew 6. So we are familiar with Matthew 6. Those of you who have attempted to read the Bible, I'm sure you at least reached Matthew 6. So you probably read these scriptures, right? But I want us to read it from the Passion Translation. It's a new translation that's come out. Uh, and it's really interesting. They're trying to make it. Uh, they're trying to make it very meaningful. So let's read it from the Passion Translation. It's up on the screen. Let's go. Verse 25. Let's read it. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food. Yet your heavenly father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your father than they? Verse 27. So which one of you by worrying could add anything to your life? Think about that. Jesus is saying, hey, you think by worrying... You're going to add something to your life. Worrying does nothing good. You're not going to add anything at the end of the day. So worrying really is of no benefit. It's just a big waste in our lives. And number two, the sad part is worry is a silent killer. And, you know, physicians will tell us that chronic worrying is so destructive to our lives. People get pushed off into doing all kinds of things. Sometimes, and sadly, in order to drown their worry, they end up drinking, they end up, you know, indulging excessively in all kinds of things, sometimes just overeating, trying to, you know, bury their worry, their anxiety, try to put it down, suppress it, uh, and then they kind of go off on a tangent into all of these things, worry causes people, uh, you know, affects relationships, affects sleep, affects job performance, uh, and seriously affects our health uh, and, and impairs our health. So worrying really is a silent killer and we need to overcome. So how do we work on this? What is the real thing behind worry? If you and I actually look at it, it's really a troubling thought. That's all it is. Troubling thoughts are disruptors of perfect peace. That's all. Like, you and I look like surprised, man. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just troubling thoughts. And sometimes 
These thoughts have nothing behind them. They are even imaginative. That's what it is. And it's these troubling thoughts that rob us of God's perfect peace. There's nothing to it. It's just the thought. But it can impair our lives, hurt our lives so much. When our mind is overpowered by troubling thoughts, we tend to lose our peace. But you know, this troubling thought, basically when it comes to our mind, it's saying, I'm bigger than your God. So you sit down to pray. You begin, Our Father who art in heaven. You've just finished one sentence. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> this troubling thought arrives at your door. And before you realize it, it occupies your mind. You haven't progressed beyond who art in heaven. My father who is in heaven. Next moment, this thought has occupied your minds. And off you go. It drags you off uh, into this place of anxiety. You begin to worry about whatever. You know, all of us face different things. Uh, so whatever that thing is troubling, that's troubling you. Uh, so maybe about your future, maybe about finances, maybe your job situation, and maybe you know, the way your children are behaving or not behaving or misbehaving, or, or it could be something, whatever. And this thought takes your mind. And off you go. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You've given God five seconds, my Father, who art in heaven. The next 15 minutes, this troubling thought has occupied, taken your time, taken your mind. What's this thought saying? This thought is saying, I'm bigger than your God. This thought is saying, I'm more powerful than your God. How dare. Amen. So you and I, when this troubling thought comes to our minds, we got to tell a thought. You are not bigger than my God. You are not bigger than the God I worship. I am going to give my undivided attention to the King of glory. I'm going to give him the honor he deserves. This thought does not deserve my honor. This thought does not deserve my attention. It's a worthless thought. It's an empty thought. I'm angry with it. I reject it. I'm giving my God the attention he deserves. Amen? That's how we got to resist and fight this thought. How dare an empty thought dominate our mind, especially when we're trying to give God the honor and worship he deserves. Has no right. It's just empty. It's just an empty thought. And so we should say no to that thought, that troubling thought. Maybe there are situations that are, uh, that are around us that are tumultuous. But why worry? Why, thought, well, why let the thought of that situation become more important than the God of this universe? Why let troubling thoughts about sometimes situations that don't even exist occupy our minds and become more important than God? We shouldn't. So at that time, take action in your mind. We have referenced this verse many times. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 uh, over the last few days. Uh, but I would like to read it for us from the Passion Translation. Let's read it together. Let's read it out loud. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God. And break through every arrogant attitude. That is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought. And insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. 
See, that's the kind of aggressive action we have to take in our minds. When these troubling thoughts come knocking. They'll always come. But when those thoughts come knocking, sometimes it's just a fantasy. There's nothing to it. Sometimes it's just trying to give us, put in a wrong attitude. And that thought, you take it captive and you say, you will bow. You will bow before my God. I'm going to give my God undivided attention. You know, worrying is really being caught or trapped in a what-if thinking pattern. You're only, what if? What if, you know, I'm not well prepared for tomorrow's exam? What if tomorrow's interview doesn't turn out the way I would like it to? What if, you know, uh, I meet this person who has really upset me? Or what if things don't go well tomorrow? What if, you know, this what if, what if, what if? We are trapped in it and now you're worrying. But you learn to take the troubling thought and make it bow before Jesus. Amen? That troubling thought, I'm repeating myself does not deserve any degree of honor that only belongs to God. It doesn't deserve it. You tell it, thought, you don't deserve my time. You don't deserve my attention. I'm putting my attention on my God. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. So you deal with those thoughts. And what I want to do is try to capture five practices from the scriptures that will help us conquer and calm our minds. Are you ready? All right, I'm just going to share this with you. Let me hear you. Are you ready? Okay, that's a little encouragement. <laughs> it's to help us conquer and calm our mind. Five simple practices. Number one is to pray, let go, let God. Pray. Let go, let go. So when the thought comes and when you're going through those situations where anxiety and worry and apprehension seems to, you know, crawl and web itself across your mind, your emotions, pray. Release whatever that you're being anxious about. Release it to God and then let God deal with it. Look at some scriptures in relation to this. Let's go uh, to First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. Again, this is from the Passion Translation. Let's read it, please. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, let me hear you. He will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Verse 7. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Now the King James Version, which many of us are familiar with, it says, casting all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Here we read, it says, pour out all your worries and your stress and upon the Lord. And it says, leave them there. Leave them there. Because he cares. He lovingly, tenderly cares for you. Amen. So the first thing is, okay, God, this is what's troubling me. Just tell him, I'm really worried about this. So this is what's going on in my mind. God, this is it. Pour it out. Take it to him. Bounce it off to God. So the moment the thought lands on your mind, ting. <laughs> Send it to heaven. Bounce it off. God, here it is. Pour it out. However you pray, just send it to heaven. And leave it there. Say, God, I'm leaving it there. You know, some of us, we say, 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 say. Then when you're leaving, say, okay, God, I just think you're not capable of handling it. Let me handle it. Off we take. Walk out with it. Don't do that. Leave it there. Leave it there at his feet. You know, sometimes there are other people's actions that trouble you. And we have this mistaken idea that by worrying about them, somehow their actions will change. And it doesn't. You think by worrying about that person, that person's actions and decisions are going to change? No way. It's not going to happen. 
But their actions, their choices, their decisions are affecting you. They're disturbing your peace. They're troubling you. What do you do? Psalm 37, verses 7 and 8 from the Passion Translation. Let's read it. Verse 7. Quiet your heart in His presence and pray. Keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you. And don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. Verse 8. Stay away from anger and revenge. Keep envy far from you. For it only leads you into life. Just quiet yourself in his presence. Let him come through. Don't think about anger. Revenge. Trying to fix them. That's none of your business. Forget it. Are you with me? Just talk to him. God. Their actions, their decisions are troubling me. But I'm going to quiet myself in your presence and I'm going to leave it to you and I'm going to wait for you to come through for me. Because there's no way I can influence their choice or their decision. You wait for God to come through for you. And sometimes... It's matters that we don't even understand. They're just way beyond us. I mean, you can't wrap your mind around it. But then we still try to. We break our heads, so to speak. Trying to get a grip of the situation. Trying to figure it out. You know, sometimes you've got to be willing to disengage. And just say, God, this thing is way beyond me. I am letting go. Disengage. David put it like this in Psalm 131 verses 1 and 2. Let's read it. He says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Verse 2. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. What's he saying? He's saying, God, this stuff is too much for me. I'm just not even going to try to understand. Just letting, instead, I'm going to quiet myself before you. Are you with me? It's so like, sometimes you just disengage. You say, look, God, this is beyond me. I mean, I, I can't understand it. It's, it's a matter that I can't even wrap my mind around. I can't figure this out. But I'll quiet myself in your presence. I'll be like a child in your hands. Amen? So when we pray, when we let go, when we let God, whether it's trouble because of people's actions and decisions, whether it's trouble because of matters we can't understand, you know, just release it to God and say, God, this is in your hands. I'm waiting for you to come through for me in my life. We know this very familiar verse in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Let's read it from the Passion Translation. Let's read verse 6. Let's read it. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Verse 7. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So this is our first step. Instead of being worried and pulled in different directions... What do you do? You go to God. And you, throughout the day, says, just release these things to the Lord in prayer. Faith-filled prayer. And you're presenting your request to God. And you overflow with gratitude. God, I thank you. You're faithful. 
God, I thank you. You will take care of this matter. God, I thank you. You have never failed your promises. God, I thank you. You've been faithful thus far. So you will continue faithfully in my life. God, I thank you that you're more powerful than the situation. With gratitude. Are you understanding? You're just thanking him for who he is. Thanking him for what he has done. Just be filled with gratitude towards the Lord. Tell him every detail. Whatever is troubling you. Talk to him about it. Let it go. And then it says, his peace, which is beyond our understanding, which transcends human understanding, will fill your heart and mind. It's wonderful peace will fill your heart and mind. The second step, the second principle or practice that we engage in is to focus on God and his promises. The first thing, you're praying, you're letting go, you're letting God. Next thing is focus, put your attention on God and his promises. So while this troubling thought comes on your mind, you say, no, I'm not going to focus on the thought. I'm not going to focus on this matter. I'm not going to focus on the situation. I'm not going to focus on the people. I'm not going to try to wrap my mind around this thing I don't even understand. Forget it. I'm going to focus my thought on God and his promise. So when your mind gets pulled on the thought, no, back on God. Man gets pulled on the problem. No. Back on God. Focus your thoughts on God and his promise. As many times as this thought comes to pull you down, that many times you put it back on God. On God. On his promise. That same passage in Philippians 4, where we read verses 6 and 7, it just continues in verse 8. This is what it says. Let's read it. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him. So after it says you pray and you give your worry to God, after it says that, it says next step, focus your thoughts. Fasten your thoughts. Continually fix your thoughts on what's good, what's pure, on what's pleasing to God. Fix it on Him. So you may need to bring your mind back, bring your thoughts back. But focus your thoughts on God all the time. Right? We read this verse in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep Him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed. Right? Stay. Stay your mind. Focus your mind on the Lord. That word stay, it means to prop, to lean upon, to rest self, to take a hold. As you're taking a hold on God. Keep your mind stayed on God. So you do this by pondering on who God is. The moment this thought comes to your mind, say, no, my God is faithful. No, my God will not fail me. No, my God will provide for me. No, my God will take care of me. So you're focusing on God. Can you do that? You can. Another thing is to focus on His promise. What does the Word of God say? So a simple example, you know, if it's thoughts about your children, all of us parents, we have children, and we have troubling thoughts about our children. Oh, what's going to happen? What's He doing? What's, you know, at that moment. Focus on God. God, I thank you. You're faithful to your word. And you've given me your promise. You know, and I've just mentioned two promises there. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4. He says, I will pour my spirit upon your children and my blessing on your offspring. So immediately, God, I thank you. You're faithful. You are pouring out your spirit on my children. Your blessing on my offspring. So you're putting your focus on God and his word. Instead of letting that troubling thought about your child or your children capture your attention. Are you with me? Or Isaiah 54, 13. God, I thank you that my children are taught by God. And they have great peace. And they are far away from terror and from oppression because you are keeping them, Lord. So immediately, you focus your mind on God and His promise. Amen? So, the thought comes, you focus your mind on God and His word. You know, um, I'm going to just skip some things here. Um, uh, the reason Jesus, you know, said we don't have to worry. He said because of two things. There's a heavenly father who cares for you. And he said all we need to do is focus on seeking his kingdom. 
focus on that. As Matthew 6, 31 to 33, you know, he says, forsake your worries. Why would you say what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear? For this is what unbelievers chase after. Does not your heavenly father know that you have need of these things? Your father. Think about your father. He cares for you. So you're resting in that. And verse 33, he says, above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Number three, what do we do? Declare his word aloud. So what was the first one? Pray, let go, let God. Number two, focus on God and his word. So number three, declare his word aloud. You see, in the Bible, there is the word meditate that is used, primarily in the Old Testament. And the word meditate, the Hebrew word meditate, for meditate, haga, uh, it's not silent thinking. Contemplation is only a part of that. But really the word haga means to mutter, to silently speak, to, uh, to utter the word. So when the Bible says things like, you know, meditate in my word day and night. It means like you silently speak it to yourself constantly. Or let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. So it said, silently speak his word constantly. That's meditation. So when God says meditate in my word, he's saying, you know, you speak my word silently. Speak it. To say it to yourself. Enough for you to hear. You don't have to shout it out for everybody else. <laughs> it's for you. You are meditating. So you silently speak that word. You speak it out. Speak it out loud. Loud enough for you to hear. So I want you to practice that. You know, speak his word. Once again, if it's about the children, so say, repeat many times. God pours his spirit upon my children. His blessing upon my offspring. All my children are taught by the Lord. They have great peace. My children are mighty on the earth. My children and I are for signs and for wonders and for this among the nations. You know, uh, uh, my children are a reward from God. Uh, they are an inheritance God has given me. My children are godly offspring. So what are you doing? You're speaking that word. Because the troubling thought is very silent. But it explodes like a bomb in your head. Nobody can hear it. But it's deafening at times inside your head. The troubling thought. So you need to hear something louder than that. Hear the word of God that you speak. Are you understanding? You speak the word. It'll come that, that noise in your head from by that thought. So speak the word. Speak it to yourself. Whatever area. So please allow me to do a little bit of promotion here. For those of you who don't know, we have a church app. You can download it to your phone. Go to yeah, the Google, Apple Play, uh, Google Play or Apple Store and search for all people. Search Bangalore. Download the app. On the home screen, you'll find two icons. One that says A to Z declarations. You tap on it, you'll find declarations for you. On various areas of life. There's also one on in Christ. All who we are in Christ. That declaration is also available. There's another screen on, called the toolkit. So on the toolkit screen you have lots of icons. One of them is faith builders. So you tap on that. And you have all a listing of all different areas. Eight to the different areas of life. And scriptures on that. So if you want to know what are the scriptures concerning my future. Tap on one that says future. You'll get all the scriptures on it. What about family? Tap on the one that says family. You'll get scriptures on family. What about healing? Tap on the one healing. You'll get scriptures on healing. See? So you don't have to spend a year trying to read your Bible. It's there. A few seconds, you get the scriptures. Right? There are many scriptures listed. Take a few. Take at least two of them on the subject that, that, where you're being troubled. Speak them to yourself. Can you do that? It's available. 
You don't have to search very far. It's right there in the church app. Make use of those scriptures. Whatever area, uh, we've tried to cover almost any area. If, you, if, you, if you're in an area that's not listed, send an email. Send a message. Hey, I want scriptures on this. <laughs> we'll add it to that. But we've tried to cover almost everything. And uh, so you'll find the scriptures available. Use them. Meditate in them. Speak it to yourself. Last two points, we close. Number four, how do we overcome anxiety and worry? Jesus taught us to take one day at a time. Let's read Matthew 6, verse 34 from the Passion Translation. Let's read it out loud. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So Jesus don't try to solve tomorrow's problems today. Don't try to run tomorrow's race today. Tomorrow's race, you can only run tomorrow. Run today's race. Handle today's problems. Now, this does not mean you shouldn't plan or you shouldn't have, you know, dreams for your future. That's a different thing. There's a big difference between worrying and planning. In worrying, your CPU is going normal speed times 1,000. It's working overtime. Outcome, nothing. In planning, you're normal, normal processor speed, <laughs> and you're doing something productive, constructive. Worrying produces nothing. So he's saying, don't worry about tomorrow. Deal with each challenge that comes up. Today, God, I know you can help me. Today, I have to face this. Today, I have to solve this. Give me the wisdom. Give me the strength I need for this. Tomorrow's race, I will run when tomorrow comes. Amen? So that's our posture. We do plan. We do have dreams. All of that is fine. But when you're engaging with the challenges, take it one day at a time. When you're dealing with the issues or the problems, the difficulties, take it one day at a time. Amen? Last one. Number five is share your burden. Sometimes we just need to do some practical things to help us. One of the simplest things we can do is to talk to someone who will listen. Now, please don't call every person on your phone list. <laughs> Spend an hour of their time. No. Now, if you have one person who knows your heart, whom you can share with uh, from time to time, do that. And we are called to do that as, 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 as a people, as a body. Uh, the Bible says in Galatians 6 and verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, you know, if, even if you have one friend who can come along with you and you're carrying a heavy load and you need help, they come alongside you, they help you carry this load for a season. You're, they're bearing your burden for that stage of life, that season of life. And, and, and that's how we live out our life as believers. So talk to somebody who can listen to you, can help you, can pray with you uh, from time to time uh, and share your burden. Sometimes you may need to delegate, declutter, relinquish. Sometimes we take on too much for ourselves beyond what we can handle and then we are stressed out and we pray and pray and God says, unload boy, unload. <laughs> I just, why are you carrying so much? You know, and so sometimes we just need simple common sense to delegate our work. Uh, we just need you know, to declutter what we are filling our daily routines with. Uh, sometimes we just need to relinquish uh, tasks that maybe we are not qualified to do or maybe somebody can do it much better than us. Hey, hand it off to whatever you know, you're able to uh, do this. Just to be in that place where you're free from unnecessary anxiety, worry, and stress. So, let's review before we close. How do we conquer and calm our mind? Five things. Let's say that together. Number one, pray, let go, let God. Number two, focus on God and His promises. Number three, declare His word aloud. Number four, take one day at a time. Number five, share your burden. Amen? Can we, do, can we all do this? I think it's simple. It's biblical. 
It's practical. We can do it. I want to just rem- close, just reminding ourselves with that verse. Worship team, why don't you come up, please? We're going to close with that verse once again. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Let's read it. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind stayed on you because he trusts in you. God has a place of perfect peace available for each one of us. Each one of us can enter in to this place of perfect peace. And God is saying, put your mind on me. Put your mind on me. Put your trust in me. Two things. His mind is stayed on God. His trust is in God. Amen. And we walk in perfect peace. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. We're going to, we're going to just worship God for a moment. And then as I pray today, I, I just pray and believe God that uh, if this oppression, this, this, sometimes some of these things are demonically uh, energized, and I, I didn't touch upon that, but uh, you know, sometimes there, there are these wicked spirits that are behind these things that oppress our minds. And I believe that as we pray, as we worship and pray now before we close those oppressions on our mind that actually energize demonically will be broken so that you and I can actually begin to practice and experience the promise of God. I want you to pray this morning. And as you heard from God, God's word, that the things that are worrying you, you pray. Let go. Let God. So right now is a time for us to pray. As a team just ministers to us, you let go of the things that are troubling your mind. Talk to God about it and say, Lord, I'm pouring out my worries and stress. And I'm going to leave them there before you. Because I know you lovingly and tenderly care for your own. I'm going to do that. And I want want to enter into this place of perfect peace. Even as I stay in my mind, I put my mind on you and I trust in you. Take this time, please, to pray just between you and God and let His perfect peace fill your heart and mind. Let's just worship. You hear me when I call.
fourth angel army is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. And nothing for against me shall stand. Then I know who goes before me, I know who stands behind the God of Angel Army is always by my side. The one who reigns for yes to do is a friend, friend of mine, the God of Angel Army is always by my side. I know who goes before me i know who stands behind the god of angel army it's for you not against you pray over us this morning and just pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will touch our lives and this morning if uh, you've come in and, and, and you identify yourself as a person with what we talked about as an anxiety disorder it's a it's a chronic problem it's um, anxiety and worry and fear has been overwhelming in your life and it's gripped you it's been a prolonged struggle it's it should not be there as I pray right now I want you to look to Jesus he's our healer he's our deliverer and by the power of his spirit the Bible says Every yoke will be broken. Every burden will be removed. By the power of His Spirit. And I believe right now, as I just speak simple words over you, and I do it in the name of Jesus, by His Spirit, every demonic work, every work of the enemy, every oppressive, oppressive work that has tormented you, that has oppressed you in your mind, with anxiety, with fear, with worry that has robbed your peace, I believe it will be broken. I just want you to receive it. Father, I stand here in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And I speak over every person here and those listening, every person under the sound of my voice, I speak by the authority of Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, I command 
every evil work every oppression of my anxiety anxiety disorder and worry and torment and oppression on the mind I command it in Jesus name to leave I command it to be destroyed and the burden of it to be removed off of you in the name of Jesus Christ and Lord let the power of your Holy Spirit touch them touch each person because it's your anointing that destroys the yoke and removes burdens. Let it happen right now. We thank you. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for perfect freedom and liberty and release from these oppressions. And may we, each one of us, your children, walk in perfect peace. Because that is what you've made available for us. Perfect peace. We thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect peace. The peace that Jesus gives to us. The peace which the world cannot give. The peace which we have in him. We walk in that. We thank you, Father. Just say this with me. I receive perfect peace. I walk in perfect peace. Which Jesus has given to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Before we close this morning, if there's any person here that you have never received Jesus Christ into your life, you've not been born again, you don't know what it means to have your sins forgiven. We have great news for you. The Bible tells us Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross. So that we could be forgiven. He was buried. He rose up again the third day. He's alive today. And the Bible tells us anyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of their sins. And he will make them children of God. Sons and daughters of God. And that's the invitation that God gives to each one. If you have never been born again, you may have been a Christian all your life, born in a Christian home, you have a Christian name, but you've never personally received Jesus into your life. If you've never been born again, I want to help you do that, help you receive Jesus into your life. I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And if you've never prayed, I want prayed this before. I want you to pray it with me this morning before we close. If you've never done this before, just say this with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins on the cross. That you rose up again and that you're alive today. Come into my life. Forgive my sins. And help me to follow you the rest of my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time, I'd like to see your hand, please. If you've done this with me this morning for the very first time, just raise your hand, anyone. And we just want to celebrate with you. Anybody, you prayed this prayer with me for the very first time. Oh, could you just raise your hand where you are? We want to celebrate with you. We want to thank God for you. You see one hand there. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? We pray this prayer with me. Our creatures will come and give you a bag. Uh, it's our gift to you. Along with the bag, there's a card that says decision card. If you could just please write your name and number there. Just hand it back to them. Samuel from our church office will call you, tell you how to use it. Anybody else before we wrap up, before we close? All right, so we're going to close, and uh, as soon as we're done, uh, we'd like the, those of you who are with us for the first time, our greeters will escort you to our welcome lounge, which is in the um, food court in the basement. They will lead you out either through this front or through the lobby, 
or you could just make your way there or if uh, if you brought a friend here for the first time you are also welcome just bring your friend to the food court or the welcome lounge downstairs so we could meet them let's close in prayer also our uh, uh, ministry team if our ministry team is up uh, please come make yourself available those of uh, our ministry team our life group leaders if you can come and stand here so that you can pray for people who may need prayer after the service please make yourself available let's close father just speak your grace the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god our heavenly father and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit be with us abide with us continue with each of us always in jesus name amen amen thank you for listening we trust this message was a blessing to you for more free resources including sermons sermon notes tv programs publications please visit apcwo.org for information on apc bible college in bangalore please visit apcwo.org/biblecollege please remember to download the all people's church bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.